Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast with me, Kelly Heil. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing incredible creatives who are also moms. Motherhood doesn't mean we have to stop making art or stop writing our books. It means that now we have new tiny fans rooting us on. Join me in conversation about doing what we love alongside raising the ones we love. I'm an artist, self-published author, and mom of two daughters. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get talking. This is Moms Who Create, the art of motherhood. I have gotten stuck on this motto of embrace the detours. And it seems to fit in anywhere you put it, you know, in motherhood, in your business, in in anything. Enjoy the detours and embrace them and, you know, it's all going to be okay. Hey, everyone. Today's extra fun because I get to interview an old friend I went to college with, Adina Raven. Adina's a mom, graphic designer, and an entrepreneur. She was raised in a family who loves and appreciates art, so she attributes her love for creating to them. She started her business, Racer Prints, back in college, and she's been growing it for almost 10 years. She does web work, print, and branding, as well as painting, drawing, building, and she runs multiple Etsy stores. She lives by her trademark, Embrace the Detours. I love that. And I hope you'll be inspired from her to embrace them as well. Hi. (laughs) How are you? It's been literally almost 10 years. 10 years. How has that been 10 years? It makes me feel old. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, in the past 10 years, (laughs) tell me what you've been up to. (laughs) So I am self-employed. I run my own business. Um, I work from home. I do freelance. I have a print company. So I sell on Etsy and then I freelance to local businesses. Some of the people I've worked with haven't been local though, too. That's cool. So you got your art degree. Was it graphic design? Yeah. Is your print print store, your print shop, was Mm -hmm. it in your family or is that something that you started? It's something I started. Um, so I actually started it while I was still at USI. So I was trying to juggle like starting my business, getting out of USI. And I think I was working like three part-time jobs at the time too. So after I graduated, I kind of quit my part-time jobs and just went like solely into working for myself. And just the same as you know, there's good and bad and you get the flexibility, but you also get, you know, some of the downside that you've got to work at crazy hours or, you know. Right. But the freedom is nice. You know, the, you have to work a lot, put a lot of effort in, but being able to do whatever you want with your kids and stuff at any time, that's really totally worth it. Right. It, it is. It's so great to be able to, it was great before having Hank, but, um, you know, especially having him, it's great being able to work with his schedule and, um, being able to stay at home with him. I can't imagine sending him out somewhere. So, you know, I know (laughs) even as I'm doing this, my husband's taking my two kids to like, you know, McAllister's and like all this stuff right now. And I'm like, I miss you. Come back. Even though I can't see you right now. It's weird not being in here with me. Yeah. Yeah. That silence is like, wait, where'd they go? (laughs) Right. Like I like long for the silence, but when I have it, I'm like, I want a little bit of noise. Come on, kids. Where are you? Yeah. So you have one son, Hank? Yeah. And how old is he? He is two and a half. Oh, 
That's so cute. I like the name Hank too. He is a busy little thing. Who's he? Oh yeah. And then we've got um not that he counts as a kid. We've got a one-year-old golden doodle. So I feel like I have two toddlers. Oh, a golden doodle. My in-laws have a golden doodle and he's so cute. His name's Royal. They, They're such beautiful dogs. Oh, go ahead. They, they are. They're very pretty, but those two fight like brothers. <laughs> That's really cool. I don't have any dogs. I have three cats, but okay. I, I don't think I want a dog. Like my kids want dogs, but mm-hmm. I don't want to have to take care of another thing, like letting it out. Letting, cats I help like, themselves. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, <laughs> so so I know you have an Etsy, mm-hmm. like a thousand trillion million sales on there. I was looking at your Etsy and I was like, wow, like, get it. You know, like, that's great. So okay. tell me about, um, all the printing you do and pretty much anything art creative. I have three different Etsy stores. Um, one I sell SVG files on, um, and like files for people to download. And then, the second store is those files available for vinyl. So I have a vinyl cutter. So I kind of test my own designs to make sure they're going to cut okay before I sell them. And then um, my third store is my print store. So I started them like kind of all together, I guess. And as the like individual ones kind of took off, I separated them so I could market them differently because they're such different products. So SVGs, vinyl, and then prints. Cool. Which one's your favorite? I love printing, but I also love designing. So I guess it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's neat. I, I love those maps you do on like the corkboard maps. Is it corkboard? Yeah. Those are amazing. Those are um those have always been my bestseller. They I think I started really selling those in like 2015. I wanted a way to track my Etsy sales. Like, you know, as an art person, you're you're visually um interested in what you're doing. And so I wanted to be able to put something so I could see the the states I was selling to. Um, so I created myself my own map and it, the, my first map I created, I still have it. It's on wood. Um, oh, neat. really hard to pin into. It wasn't the greatest, but you know, it got me started. And then I found different cork boards and ever since then they just kind of took off. So I'm still selling maps. That's and interesting. Like you made it for you from the beginning. You're like, oh, yeah. All this. <laughs> yeah. <kind> of idea. <laughs> yeah. It's worked out. I don't know. I get a few orders that come through that are other stores that want their like logo on them and stuff, but most of it is personal for personal travels and mm-hmm. um, like places they want to be able to mark where they've been and where they want to go with two different color pins. And um, it's fun getting to customize them all and, everybody tells you their story along with it when they order a map, which is cool. So, Oh, that would be cool to hear. We like to travel. We got as a gift a long time ago, years and years, we got one of those, um, it's like a map, but it's the scratch off one. Yeah. Which you're onto something with the pins instead of scratch off because we, we had it. See, we got it a few years ago. I guess it hasn't been that long. We got it after my daughter, my first daughter was born and she's only four, but, um, I finally, you know, after, not traveling, you know, for a little bit during all the, everything yeah. going on. I was like, Oh, I need to update, you know, where we went like to a few States over the summer. And 
and like it's like stuck to it like it doesn't like it doesn't um peel off anymore like it does but you take off the pretty like rainbow under layer so fyi the scratch off maps do have an expiration date i didn't think they would so i just have to i'm just gonna have to buy one of your corkboard ones now i i have that was my daughter's we ended up putting hers like where she's been so i think i just need to get like one of your little cork boards, like for my, my youngest and my, my oldest. And then one for me and my husband and I see yeah. them everywhere. <laughs> Here's where we went pre kids. Here was where we went after we got married. Here's where we Completely yeah. unnecessary, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. It, we need an extra big legend. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> that's like, hmm. I just need to get one. That's like, Maybe I should paint it on my wall. <laughs> oh, that's cool too. Nice. I have all these ideas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you went to school. Was your because I know sometimes we all change our majors. Like I actually changed my major a few times when I started college. Did you go into college knowing you wanted to do graphic design? Yeah, I did. I started at the Southern Indiana Career and Tech Center. So in high school, you can go to the Tech Center. Um, your last two years of high school half day. And so I went my junior and senior year to a print shop at the tech center. Um, so the first year you work in the print shop and then the second year you work in the print shop and on the computers designing. Um, so I think having those two extra years of kind of diving into that, I really knew when I was done that I wanted to finish and keep going. Well, so when you started college, it was basically just like a continuation of what you're already doing. Yeah. I kind of had, um, you know, we had the the two years we were there, we had Adobe training. We worked in Photoshop, Illustrator and design. It was so cool. We actually like, you know, we had to sit down and design something and then we would have to print our plates and take it to the press. He would make us follow all the way through. So you had to design your piece and then print it on the um, press and it was oh. a great experience to a great learning experience to know what it takes design wise to actually be able to print. I think my love of printing came from there because I mean, he, you know, we would ink the presses and cut these like 52 inch sheets of paper down to the size we needed. And I, he would make us do everything. So. So if you haven't heard, the Moms Who Create Journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momswhocreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. How cool is that? Did they even offer that in college? Like where we went, you didn't, you couldn't do that, right? I think the closest would be like printmaking class, but you had to like etch on like copper and then, you know, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was nothing. I didn't experience anything through college like I did at the tech center. So, and now you're doing printing. So you went from what you did in high school mm-hmm. and then you went through college and, you know, just, just paid a lot of money to continue. <laughs> then you're, or you're doing what you started doing. 
Can you tell me how you actually do your prints? Like, do you have a certain, I mean, you don't have to give me like technical details of your X4 9 6,000 printer, but do you like design it in a certain program? And cause I, I mean, I know, you know, design and stuff like that, but the whole like printing aspect, I don't know anything about that. So can you tell me a little bit of what kind of printing you do and how, how you do it? Yeah, that'd be great. I started off with a NeoFlex printer. So it's a solvent print, it's solvent print based. And then there were two different print heads, a textile and then a, I think that's right. It may not be. So (laughs) one, one print head did t-shirts and one, one print head did um, solvent. So the solvent print head, I could print on golf balls, ceramic tile, cork, um, glass, anything that would fit in it, I could print on. I actually kind of cheated in my printmaking class at USI. I brought my, (laughs) I brought my MBF board home and I digitized what I needed to a one color and I printed it on my board. So I knew exactly what I had to carve (laughs) out instead of drawing it. (laughs) No, that's working smarter, not harder. (laughs) It made it so easy because I didn't have to draw it on the board. So that's where I started with my cork maps. And then I guess it was in May. Um, I've had that printer this whole time from 2013 until now. And um, I would repair it. I called it printer surgery. I mean, I would have to completely take that thing apart and replace the ink. I bet it's expensive. I bet it's an expensive printer. I hated having to order parts and ink. And I mean, I could be down in printer surgery for like seven or eight hours during the day if it wasn't working right. Oh my goodness. It was stressful. But I, I mean, I loved it. I have like this attachment issue to that printer. So. <laughs> Art things. <laughs> no, was actually, um, I found out in May that I can't get any more print heads for it. Like they just mm-hmm. stopped making them. I'm now printing sublimation. So I start an illustrator and I send out digital proofs and you get to approve your custom design. And then from there, I print from illustrator to my sublimation printer and then you tape it to your cork and then you heat press it. It's a little different than what I was doing. So I I was able to print just directly on the map Mm -hmm. or on the cork board. So now I'm having to do a sublimation printer, which I'm happy it works. I was kind of devastated when my printer, when I found out my printer was <laughs> broke, I thought I'm never going to be able to print maps again. <laughs> right. Um, and when you're like knee, like head deep into that, people love it. I bet you were kind of freaking out. I, it was so sad. I, I remember coming out and telling my husband, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he's like, it's just a printer. And I'm like, you don't understand. (laughs) The audacity. (laughs) I loved listening to your podcast. Like, I wish I would have had this like a year ago. Like, you know, stuck in quarantine and like with a little one, not, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just, you know, I always listen to crime podcasts. and I've never listened to a podcast that is like, these people are like me. (laughs) That's why I started it. Like, I wish, I wish I had this podcast four years ago whenever I had my first daughter and I was like, man, I don't think I can ever make anything anymore. Like, like no offense to her, you know, as a newborn, but you know, nobody can force you to do your stuff, but just having another mom kind of in that same season, same, like, um, 
I don't know, same realm you're in, it really does help, you know, even listening to like the positives of like, wow, look what they did and hearing like the, you know, a, a lot of things they had to go through or like, even, you know, you, you think how amazing they are and you're like, then they say that they've slept one hour every night because of their kid or, or this or that, you know, it's like night, not that you are like happy somebody else is struggling, but to know that like they can do really super cool stuff as they are also struggling. It's like comforting and it helps yeah. you kind of persevere too. You're, you know, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's see, you've always been into art and you've always been into, you know, creating graphic design, just design in general. Um, and then you jumped into being an entrepreneur pretty much right after college. So mm-hmm. how did you kind of have to shift your, your workload or your work hours or just work in general whenever you had Hank? It was really easy when he was a newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tie him to me in, um, I think it's called a Coney wrap. And uh-huh. he'd just kind of hang out there while I'd work on the computer. And then once he started being mobile that changed. It was okay. The first couple months, um, mm-hmm. cause you know, they just hang out with you. And then once he decided he was going to be on the move, I think I definitely just slowed down working. Mm-hmm. I had to, my attention had to turn to him. He, he required more attention. He needed more attention. He was into everything. Um, right. I would say between like a year until just a couple months ago, my work really slowed down. I just had to take a break and focus on priorities and say that, you know, I can always come back and pick up where I left off. It was almost too much to say I can do all of it. You just kind of had to slow down. <laughs> exactly. I think every mom finds different ways to do it and because it's not one size fits all for sure. Then you just get your groove back. Like, I think you said, you know, you've kind of figured it out. And I mean, it's always changing all the stages of the the kids, but you just got to figure it out and keep on keeping on really. Yeah. You find a a simple balance that ends up working. And until you reach that, you kind of think there's no way to make it work. But once you find it, it's great. Yeah. You're like, oh, I got this. (laughs) This is easy. I don't know what other moms are talking about. (laughs) Meanwhile, for the past year and a half, I've been having nervous breakdowns every day. Right. But once you find, I mean, once you really find yourself and find your, once you find your path, then yeah. you're like, you're golden, you know, you're good to go. But it's also so easy to get off track. Like it's so easy to <laughs> <laughs> just in general and everything to get off track. And mm-hmm. uh, one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I used to be doing this. I'm going to start doing this again. I'm, well, I don't know why I stopped, but <laughs> Right. Yes. Uh, I got to, got to get back to my routine of some sort that I used to have. mm -hmm. And once you get that routine back, even with your kids or your kid or, you know, whatever it is, you can kind of fit them into it. And then you start doing it again. You're like, Oh, okay, here I am. There is like nothing anybody could have told me to prepare me for what it would be like. I mean, there's, Somebody could talk until they were blue in the face, and I I don't think I would have understood. I know, and I always say, like, nobody wrote a book on this, and I think, oh, man, no, there's, like, a million books on this, but it's... I'm not going to read those. First, I'm not going to read those. (laughs) Okay, so kind of going along with how we have to shift back into our routines, what advice do you have for moms who maybe are, we're in the same boat you were like you graduated college, 
you went straight into being self-employed, you started your own business and you have a kid and there's that slowdown. We kind of talked about it, that it's really just kind of finding your, your route, kind of getting back to who you were. But do you have any advice on that transition of keeping on that road that you've always been on, but, you know, just hitting that roadblock, not even a roadblock, but hitting that little, little slow down zone where you have your kid. What would you say to somebody? Like if somebody were to come up to you and be like, I'm a graphic designer. I'm starting my business. Now I have a baby and I just feel like, Oh, I don't know. Like this is, this is hard. I do I need to take a break. What do I do? Do I need to stop doing creative things? What would you say? I would say looking back, if I could tell myself anything, it would be to enjoy it. I feel like there were so many, not necessarily milestones, but so many things that I wanted to get done all at once and that I thought I had to do that um, slow down and enjoy it. It's, it's going to come, it's going to work out. I love that. No, it's so simple, but it's so true. Yeah. Slow down and enjoy it. If I could write a book about the break of your creativity when it comes to having a kid, it would probably be like, you're going to be super tired. You know, your body's going to have to recover from whatever, if you have your natural baby or, you know, if you adopt whatever, but you're going to have some sort of period of shock to your sleep system or your body or something. So you're going to be super tired. Dirty diapers are so disgusting. (laughs) And you might not feel like doing anything for a little bit, but enjoy your kid. Enjoy, enjoy that because it goes so, it goes by so quick and you're going to get to go back into, you know, whatever you've been doing. Like it's going to happen. I love how you advocate for mental health. I think that is so wonderful. And, um, kind of sheds a light on it. I think it's great. So thank you. Oh, well, no, thank you for saying that. It's, I think that's so important and I think it needs more light. I know in more recent years, I feel like it's the stigma is going down a bit more on all kinds of mental health, but I think you can always take the stigma down even more, no matter what it is, even if it's just a little bit or something extreme, especially in motherhood too, you know, it's important to talk about. So thanks. Thanks for saying that. (laughs) Cool. Going back to like, um, what you would tell somebody else, I have gotten stuck on this motto of embrace the detours and it seems to fit in anywhere you put it, you know, in motherhood, in your business and in anything, enjoy the detours and embrace them. And you know, it's all going to be okay. Oh, so good. You've always been like that. I remember like in college, you're just like super chill. You're just like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. (laughs) Mentally, I don't feel like that. I feel like there's, you know, 4 million little buzzers going off up there, but (laughs) (laughs) such good advice too. It's easy to hear that. Be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. Trying Mm -hmm. to actually put that into action to just slow down, enjoy it, embrace the detours. So if people want to buy one of the super cool maps we've been talking about, or just um, look at everything that you print, I know you said you have three different Etsy stores. Is there like a website or your Instagram or Facebook or something? So, um, racerprints.com it's R A S U R E P R I N T S.com. Um, I will have linked all of my, uh, Etsy shops there and my social media and, um, contact info. Okay. Perfect. I know this podcast is about moms who are creative and moms who keep doing all the things that they do with kids, but I'm still just like in awe of everyone I talk to and seeing what they do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, like, you know, especially like looking at your background and seeing your, 
your like basement like shop. I call it a shop. It looks like a store down there, you know, and you have your pack and play in the corner. And that just like shows everything right there. And I'm just like, I like to root on these moms. Just like, yes, look at you go. This just brings me so much joy, even though it's your life. It just brings me joy. And that's why I like to shed light on this, you know, and give advice to other, other moms who are doing this stuff too. But you know, at the same time, shine the light on you too. You're doing it. And good job. Keep doing it. Other people see you. Like, rock on. Connect with me on Instagram at Moms Who Create Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.